Hello, I'm Kristen Mahler, Senior Vice President of JPR, and this is Priority Status. My guest on this episode of Five Questions With is Terrence Tuberty, Managing Partner of IGC Hospitality and Managing Partner of the Rockway Hotel. He's a longtime friend. We go way back. We grew up together in Rockway Beach. We lifeguarded together. And when I was just making my way in college and in my early 20s, I worked for Terrence at some of his bars and restaurants in Manhattan. Terrence's family traces its hospitality roots back to the 1920s in New York. He was involved in his father's restaurant when he was old enough to do a roll-up and make salads. But he's always been an entrepreneur, and so he launched IGC Hospitality with his brother Dee and his best friend Jeff in the early 2000s with Metro 53 on Manhattan's east side. And since then, he's grown the company to employ over 1,200 people at hotels, bars, and restaurants across New York City. As managing partner of the Rockway Hotel, which opened in 2020, Terrence and IGC have brought a world-class resort-style hotel to a part of New York City that has long been undiscovered. The 60-room boutique hotel has become a hub for arts, culture, and community for both guests and locals alike, and is constantly offering a variety of programming and events to entertain and inspire and encourage people to discover Rockaway. Listen in as Terrence shares how the Rockaway Hotel came to be, his best advice for working with family, how he stays motivated, and also a peek into one of his early entrepreneurial moments from childhood. With that, let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Priority Status by JPR. I'm sitting here today with my good friend, Terrence Tuberty, managing partner of IGC Hospitality and managing partner of the Rockway Hotel. I've known Terrence for a very long time, so I'm really excited to have him on the pod today. And Terrence, I'll pass it over to you to give a little bit of an introduction about yourself and your background and how you got to where you are. Hi, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) So... My name is Terrence Tuberty. I, I am the managing partner of IGC Hospitality. It, it is a hospitality-focused business that we started probably about 12 years ago with my brother, Dan, and my college roommate, Jeff. I guess the path to, uh, like all things with, with hospitality, is growing. So we went from Eastside Saloons to a nightclub downtown and the Lower East Side to more uh, approachable or fine taverns. And then eventually we got into hotels. So that's kind of the 30-second elevator story of IGC Hospitality. I think you're being very humble, Terrence. IGC Hospitality has been around for a while. I've had the privilege to work with you at some of your establishments throughout my career. So I've been very lucky. Um, And I've known you for a very long time. But our listeners, Terrence runs this amazing company that owns and operates venues all across New York City and Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens. And the most exciting element of them, actually, the project that they have to me right now, and I know there's a lot more and Terrence will share more, but is the Rockway Hotel. The Rockway Hotel opened in 2020 and has had a major impact on the community where both Terrence and I grew up. So this is really a big moment for them. And the Rockway Hotel has only been around for a few years, Terrence, but the location, obviously, as I said, it's really important to your family and and to the community. And there's a lot of history that's woven into the property and a lot that I, I don't think that your average guest or even maybe the community knows. Can you tell us more about the process of conceptualizing and building and launching the hotel and like really incorporating that element of your family's history and the tie to the location. Sure. Well, I grew up there in Rockaway Beach and 
you know, growing up there in the 80s and 90s, we kind of always looked around and said, how come we don't have this or how come we don't have that? Most particular was was hotel, destination, resort, similar to Jersey Shore or what you would now find in Montauk. And because 100 years ago, the Rockaway Peninsula, which is an 11-mile urban beachfront, you know, 12 miles from Wall Street, was once the destination of all of New York City. And through, you know, potentially poor urban planning or, or just the decades of following, that seaside community has had its ups and downs. And so there, I think, would be a downturn, would be the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. We started to see kind of Rockaway change a little bit where people were discovering it, right? But we knew all along the secret of Rockaway Beach. Mm -hmm. So about 2010, we conceptualized bringing a hotel to Rockaway. We had Bungalow Bar, which was my father's restaurant, was Pier 92 before that, uh, that we grew up in and we worked in. And Bungalow Bar was extremely popular. And I started seeing bachelorette parties or bachelor parties from out of state or upstate or out of towners. And I'm like, where are you guys staying? Or we're renting a house. Or, and that was like a light bulb of like, wow, people are coming here the way we would go to, again, Ocean City, Maryland. Or, so we're like, we need a place to stay. I was in late 20s, early 30s. And conceptually, it was like, I'm, not, I'm tired of crashing on people's couches when I come to Rockaway. I don't want to stay in my mom's house. So what started out as a 15-room hotel in 2010 then expanded to what is now a 60-room, four-outlet venue where we're, you know, we're doing concerts, we're doing weddings, we're doing corporate retreats. But what's particular interesting about where the location is, it's on 108th Street, which people would know as a kind of the old boulevard. And I was a the early immigrant, Irish, American, Italian, even Jewish communities would all go to the Rockaways in the, in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And this was the Irish kind of area. And when I tell you, when we opened the hotel, we had people coming in who were in their 80s saying, I met my wife here you know, 50 or 60 years ago on that street corner. And that street corner was 108th Street and Rockaway Beach Boulevard. It was where McGuire's was. And McGuire is the world-famous New York Knicks. They're, they're Hall of Fame basketball coaches. They grew up on 108th Street. My family tie is my mother grew up on 113th Street, and uh, my father was a bar owner himself, as well as my uncles, and they owned the bar there for 30 years. And so we had these two kind of old buildings that were sitting there. Uh, one of them was in operation, and the other kind of wasn't. And we thought that was the, the best development site for this hotel. Subsequently, the New York City Ferry now, now goes there on 108th Street, which is a 45-minute ferry ride for the price of the subway. And our ties to the community go back to the 1920s and the 1930s. My grandfather was a cop. My other grandfather was a sand hog and an iron worker. My grandmother, Margie, who we named one of the restaurants after worked in the catering halls of, of Long Beach and, and Atlantic Beach and the Rockaways. So that sense of community was always instilled in us. I have four brothers, so there's five boys. And my father and my mother always encouraged us to work. If you want money in your pocket, work. <laughs> so every Mother's Day, <laughs> I mean, every Mother's Day is like, that's the big restaurant, right? Uh, day. <laughs> when I was five years old, we were, we were making salads or folding linen in the back with my mother. 
watching these guys work the, the kitchen line who just were putting out four or five, 600 meals in an afternoon. I mean, those guys look like superheroes to me. So it wasn't, it's not a far stretch for us. Like growing up as a teenager, as you know, I was, I was bar backing and bartending at Conley's when, when I was lifeguarding with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not a long stretch to be like, well, I grew up in the business. I hated the business growing up. And then, you know, in college, you do some self-reflection. We were good at it. You know, my, my family yeah. was good at it. And, and Dee and I were really good at it. And that's, you know, at 21, 22, we started opening up bars in Manhattan. And looking back at that now, like, wow, we were kind of out of our minds. But we also yeah. kind of, yeah, we, <laughs> we kind of knew, though, if we were going to take a shot at it, that was the time for us. Yeah. 2002. I was right after 9-11. You know, I remember my brother was like, look, I'm just not happy corporate. And, and we got together with a bunch of friends. We opened up Metro 53, which was really the first bar restaurant on 53rd between 1st and 2nd. And, and it was extremely successful. And, and then from there, really, that was the start of In Good Company bars. And mm-hmm. we didn't realize we were a hospitality group until we had three or four of them under our belt. and. To be recognized by the industry, you kind of had to just identify yourself. Like to, there was a certain string of DNA that rolled through all the places that you as a customer would recognize, right? Mm-hmm. So IGC Hospitality was formed first to be recognized by real estate developers or even brokers to get good spots and then to attract and, and retain staff. It wasn't until years later that we're like, okay, IGC Hospitality is now being recognized by the actual consumer. And customer, which which is important. And as you develop more concepts or you know tying the thread between all those places and what IGC hospitality is, we nailed that down about you know maybe 10 years ago with the concept of like what our core values are. And our core values is something called 4H. Mm-hmm. And that empowers and also that allows our employees to make decisions as if we were making the decision. So being humble, right? Being human making sure like it's the person over the process, right? Being hospitable, that's number three. And number four is being hungry, hungry to do better. Yeah. Yeah, we're not Michelin guys, but we just, we want to do better than the day before if we can. It sounds like you've pulled a lot of what your family business instilled in you as a person growing up in hospitality and working in restaurants and bars. And you've pulled that through into your leadership style for In Good Company Hospitality and the Rockaway Hotel. You can tell that by the people that work for you, by the service that you get when you go there, um, those four H's that you have you know, just shared. I actually didn't even know those, but I can tell as a customer those absolutely are true. Those, without a doubt, those are things that you can certainly feel from the staff that work at your establishments. You talked a little bit about, you know, your history, your family's history. You have a big Irish Catholic family. You're very family oriented. You work with a lot of family members. So what kind of advice do you have for working with family? And how do you manage this blur of work and personal time? You're in this business where like, it's fun and there's a lot of fun things happening and you're around people that you know all the time. So what are some things that maybe you do to make sure that you're still creating space for yourself? We built a business that, you know, around our life or lifestyle. So we've, we've always been around bars and restaurants and we, we love being around people, whether that's family, friends, I, I, sometimes we, you know, there's no difference for us. If for advice for working with family is number one, are you, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. And if you're not having fun, then then that's, you know, 
that's number one, right? Yep. Um, and are you growing and learning and, and learning off of each other? Um, my, my father brought us kind of all together when we were, you know, when we were uh, teenagers and was basically give us the bar for the night. Like my brothers were in college and, and, and oh, we I remember. Pier after dark was the hot spot. You had to get a really good fake ID to get past the Tuberty bouncers. And that was fun. And what my, what my father, you know, looking back on it now, my father was teaching us, you know, uh, the business. And, mm-hmm. and he, you know, at the end of the night, he would ask, all right, how many bottles of beer did you go through? Or how many bottles of liquor? And how many garbage bags did you go through? <laughs> and adding up all those costs. And at the end of the night, all right, what do you, what do you have, you know, what do you have left? And you look at the P, you know, like a PNL right now, a profit and loss statement right now. It was, you know, in, in the late '90s, early '90s. That's we, you just counted the nickels and dimes because mm-hmm. that's all it was. You know, learning that off of each other, and, and also learning like how a team works. Right, my brother Martin is the perfect PR person. He calls himself PR, right? Like he's always promoting the places. You know, whereas D and I were much more operational focused. Patrick's the entertainer, right? And mm-hmm. Sean would be the fixer, if you want to call it. <laughs> um, Timmy, you know, Timmy, Jamesy, Trisha, everybody in the family, you know, we all played a role at one point in some of these businesses and, and making them successful. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to watch and, and also, also see people get out of the business as well, where they, yeah. they went into other successful careers. And well, yeah. that's probably the proudest moment of like when I see you know, a manager that worked for us for years, like Chris Keegan, right? He's, he's been with us for over 15 years, he's opening up his own place. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So that's like proudest moments, right? Or like when Zach, you know, all these people that you could, you know, personally, yeah. these managers that started out as barbacks and then became managers and then became general managers are now well into their careers or whatever they're happy doing. It seems like at the company and I've known your company and I've seen it grow. It's now a very large company. You definitely promote from within. You find talent and you grow that talent. I know from working with at your restaurants and bars that there were barbacks that were promoted to being bartenders that are servers that are managers. And I feel like that's something that's very special and unique about your company, because I don't know that a lot of hospitality companies focus on the talent as much as you do. It seems very transient, especially in a place like New York city where, you know, people are coming and going not everybody's in it for a career in hospitality, but it is a it is a great and very rewarding career. Can you maybe talk a little bit about how you're keeping your employees engaged and motivated and how you're supporting them as they're growing in their career and taking some of these, you know, team members that you have and they're growing on and doing better things and bigger things, not necessarily better, but bigger. I guess the role, the role as we've transitioned through the decades is you go from being a manager yourself or a bartender or a bar back and then and you see the guys that mentored you, mm-hmm. the people that mentored you. And then, you know, again, uh, you know, my father and mother mentoring us. It's the same thing as we've grown in the, in the business. It's like the only way to grow is how do you replace yourself? Mm-hmm. That's the exit plan for all of us. So if you're a bartender that wants to eventually open up your own place, well, what better way to know the business by doing it and learning from somebody else Obviously, on somebody else's dime because that, that's <laughs> it's very costly when you open up your own business. <laughs> Safer right? to do it that way. <laughs> yeah. So we look at ourselves as mentors. We try to be good mentors. 
that goes back to making sure that we're we're reviewing staff from all the way from dishwashers to barbacks all the way up the level to uh, assistant managers and managers. And then obviously there's people who are just actors and doing mm-hmm. this part time and understanding that role and encouraging them. I mean, how many so many actors that work for us where like, hey, I'm, we're shooting this indie film. Can I borrow? Can I borrow like libation or or the bar for an <laughs> afternoon? It's like. Absolutely. Of course. Just, you know, make sure when you win your Oscars, shout out IGC. But I think it's understanding what, who the employee is and, and what their motive is and being okay about all of those different motives and how to balance that. So the Rockway Hotel, you've had a lot of bars, you had a lot of restaurants, you've been involved in a lot of different things around the city and then you open the hotel and it's, it's, but it's not the first standalone, it's not your first foray into hotels. It, it is your first standalone hotel. You you have the refinery rooftop, which is in the refinery hotel along with Winnie's and um, Parker and Quinn. But really the Rockwell Hotel is the first owner and operator project you have. So maybe share with us what's something that surprised you about, about that, like being in it from every angle, essentially. Again, I think one of the things was like when we opened up the refinery, it was 2012, 2013. And we were successful there and we started getting more kind of hotel F&B management deals or leases. And so obviously that like a light bulb goes off. How come all these hoteliers want to get rid of their food and beverage spaces? And it was like, well, probably because they're very hard to kind of figure out and every, very hard to be profitable in a hotel. We looked at it. If, we're, if we got that down, then maybe we should be looking at hotels in the same way you know, a guy I look up to, like Ian Schrager, right, went from Studio 54 into hotels. They're, at the end of the day, they're all hospitality spaces where you're welcoming people right. and you're hosting people. So it only made sense for us that we, we would put our foot or jump all the way into owning our own hotel and managing it. Yeah. And this is something like that is the biggest difference between restaurants or businesses in general. Hotels don't close. Right. Right. They don't close. They are open 24 hours a day. And so... That, I think, was surprising, obviously, when like, oh, we, we have a little bit of a breather. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. There's no breather. You're open and you're on. That's it. Exactly. The next thing, too, is like understanding the difference between a hotel guest and just a normal food and beverage guest mm-hmm. and what the expectations from a hotel guest versus a lot of our res- restaurants, I think, were successful in hotels and even just Margie's itself is we imagine our restaurant spaces would have to be successful without a hotel around them. And that's how we build them. Yeah. And so if the hotel wasn't there, would this restaurant still stand alone and be successful? And I think that's the secret sauce for us. Yeah. But there is that hotel guest that considers themselves a resident, right? And obviously there's an entitlement and that's well and good. If you're spending a lot of money at staying at a hotel, you should be taking care of extra special. Yeah. And so- making sure we got better at that with hotel and hotel rooms versus exactly. So you guys are getting ready to get into the high season at Rockway Hotel. Oh, wow. How is your summer looking? Well, I mean, let's recap the winter because the winter... Well, yeah, actually, yes. You've been doing amazing things, actually. You had a roller rink this winter. Yes, we did. We blocked out our, our banquet space for about three weeks to do this roller rock. And let me tell you, it was, it was extremely successful, a lot of fun, but it also just, it kept the neighborhood coming out in February, right? We're a beach side hotel, we're a beach resort. 
Yeah. You have to keep it fresh. So we did, you know, whether it was markets or fairs, and then we do family weeks, we do wellness weeks, we do the roller rock, we do concerts. But I mean, getting excited about the, the summer at Rockaway, it's like, how do you build upon what you did the year before and the year before that? Because all these kind of places take shape, right? Each venue kind of changes a little bit and you want to change towards that. So you know, whether it's, we're doing a full concert series. Awesome. With some really great touring acts. We're doing the pool. We're excited about just being that place where when you build this fancy, look like fancy hotel, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to convince the neighbor like, hey, this is still Rockaway. You can still come in in, in your flip-flops and shorts and we're going to welcome you just the same. So yeah. kind of getting the word out there that, yes, people are staying there and there's great hotel guests, but just and when I say the tri-state area, people from Manhattan and Brooklyn, we have four outlets and each one of them is different and each one of them provides something that, that is uniquely to the Rockaway Hotel. Yeah. So you have the rooftop, which has amazing views and awesome cocktails. You can see both Manhattan and you can see the beach from the rooftop, which is amazing. Yeah. 360 degrees. And then you have the pool and the pool house. Then you have Margie's, which is an amazing restaurant and the greenhouse cafe, right? The coffee shop. Greenhouse cafe, uh, which the guys from Cuisine by Claudette's run. Right. So yeah. really great kind of seeing those guys there every day. And again, the building, like it's not just what's going on at the Rockaway Hotel. It's Happy Jack's across the street and mm-hmm. obviously our favorite Healy's, which is a local bar that's been there for 50, 60 years. You guys it's have fun. a have a fun little community over there. I think about the the street that you guys are on used to host the Irish festival in the nineties. I mean, when I was, when we were kids and I went, I remember going to it and thinking like, oh my gosh, wow. And that was when the old Tuberties, they would open for like the day, right? Yeah. For two days we would open. I guess I haven't told this story a lot, but I guess I was about 12 or 13 years old. I was sixth, seventh grade, you know, maybe eighth grade. And my father used to run the stand, run the festival and put together, organize the festival, but obviously open up cupboards for those two days. And I said, dad, you know, can I open up a lemonade stand? And, you know, of course he's like, yeah, sure. But you're, you're, you have to do it all yourself. Get your own table, you know, buy your own lemonade and, and everything like that. And I, like as a 12, 13 year old, I absolutely crushed it. I think I made like four or 500 bucks a day selling lemonade <laughs> in 1992, 93, while listening to, you know, to Irish music. <laughs> but what's the ironic part about that is, is that where the stand was, where I was selling lemonade is basically where the entrance of the hotel is today. Amazing. Yeah. Talk about foreshadowing. Wow. I mean, you've always been an entrepreneur ever since I've known, I've known you my, almost my whole life. And I've always known you to be somebody who is always somebody who's a doer. Like you have ideas and you make them happen. And you're, you're certainly somebody who I'm not surprised made a thousand dollars on a weekend in the nineties within the lemonade stand. I mean, that's, that just says a lot about who you are and that you're very resourceful. What like keeps driving you? I mean, you have a lot of, you, you have your hand on a lot of projects. You guys have opened a couple of things in Florida this year. I mean, I feel like in good company, hospitality is really growing and like, but what keeps driving you? You've been an entrepreneur your whole life. So how do you keep motivated? If you go back and you like review COVID, right? Three years since COVID, we closed 
I, I don't know at the time, whatever, 17 places. I think we only kept one open, which was Parker and Quinn. So we lost 800 employees in one day. Wow. Which was hard. I mean, it was. Yes. And, you know, obviously the fear and unknowing and what's going to happen. And obviously the weeks and months that came after were, were extremely challenging. And we, we've managed to reopen, reopen or open 20 places and rehire 1200 people back to IGC hospitality in three years. That's amazing. And this is not just our hospitality group. This is many hospitality groups. And I don't think the public really kind of understands like how difficult that was and and still is. And it's not just like getting on a bike and riding. Like when you open and close a place, it's you're restarting. You're Mm -hmm. doing it over. And so, you know, obviously what has driven me for the last three years is, is getting back to where we were and helping New York rebound to the city, the city I love. Right. Mm-hmm. But more so than that, it was like, I look people in their eye and I'm like, I'm not going to let you down. We're going to continue on people's careers and livelihoods. They rely on us. And if we not, if we're not showing up and then who is, that's the motivation. You know, everything's not a home run, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's winners and there's losers and we're, we're having fun still. But at the end of the day, I think my motivation is, is always like surrounding myself with people I want to be surrounded by and, and, and helping them grow. Yeah. And by yeah. helping them grow, they're helping me grow. Yeah. So that, you know, I hate to sound cliche, but that, no. that's the reason. You definitely have that quality about you where you are, you're a motivator. You're somebody that people, a lot of people look up to and a lot of people are, they get energized by the fact that you're still in it. And like, I think that that's something that also sets you apart. You're a managing partner. You're in the day to day. You're doing a lot of stuff still. You're really very much involved in your businesses. And I think that that probably gives a lot to the team that you have and, and the fact that you've been able to go on and rehire and hire more people that were working with you before COVID happened is really incredible. And I think it's just, it's hard. Finding talent and retaining talent is a very hard thing. Well, it's also hard balancing your family life, right? And, sure. and the sacrifices that my wife has to make and even my children are making while I'm working, right? So yeah. it's not all rosies and you know daffodils right like it's it's definitely a balance and every day you can you have to kind of try to work it out yeah you are obviously very much involved in your businesses there's a lot of things you know when you're trying to make this balance finding things finding time for your personal passions i know that you love art and gardening and those are two things that are really something that like you gravitate towards that you've shared over the years. And I feel like these are two things that are actually are really quite relevant in the Rockway Hotel. I feel like there's a really big art program there. The greenery is beautiful. They have really nice, I mean, just the aesthetic is like so on point. Can you tell us a little bit about like how you wove those two things into the hotel and, and sort of like how you put your personal touch in, in there? Because you're there all the time, I know. Art obviously is a big component to the Rockaways, and we're lucky to have my partner Michi Jagarian, who's who's very much involved in, in the art world at large. So it's given us the opportunity to kind of grow, you know, the arts program. And she handles, she curates most of the artwork and the revolving kind of artists that are there. I mean, who doesn't love art? And I think the architecture there is the greatest piece of art that we have. And Morris Adjmi had 
obviously was the architect and, and he's done a ton of hotels, Good Time Hotel in Miami and the White Hotel. And we brought him down there in like 2015 or 16. We sat in the parking lot of Tuberty's and it was like a December, January cold rainy day. And we're like, you know, this is Rockaway six months out of the year. Like if we're, we're going to build a hotel, it need, the aesthetic needs to match the surrounding areas, but also, you know, make it look like it's been here, but, but also new. And, you know, with the landscape design, obviously greenery and this past winter we did, um, we basically made the rooftop bar a, a solarium of <laughs> uh, birds of paradise, a palm. Yeah. You definitely feel like you're in a tropical paradise. It's amazing. I love what you've done up there. Plants are transporter, right? That's, that's their job. Mm-hmm. They want you to look at them and replant them, right? Mm-hmm. And grow their seed. So plants and, and flowers and in general, I've always had an affinity for it, but it obviously it grew during COVID, but even before COVID, just understanding how plant and human life kind of interacts. It's such an interesting dynamic and plants speak to you. Like yeah. they really do. I'm going to sound crazy, but they do. (laughs) (laughs) And and obviously art. I mean, there's such a huge art community in Rockaway and it's, it was very underground and the Rockaway Artists Alliance, my father, you know, they used to meet at Pier 92 30, 40 years ago when they first kind of started out. Michi has been able to balance local art with world renowned artists that come to the hotel. Yeah. Whether that's a, a Tom Sachs or Roe Etheridge, or a Geoff that wants to just do, uh, you know, one day, you know, <laughs> right? So it's super important to the hotel. You've done a really incredible job really embracing the community and, and all sorts of different layers of the community of Rockaway and really showcasing that through the hotel. And I think that a lot of the things that you're doing there and that you're incorporating all year round, honestly, I mean, there's something there all the time and has really brought a lot of people together. And I think opened up a lot of new relationships because people have connected over things at the hotel. And it's a really incredible thing. And I'm so happy that I've been able to stay there as a guest and to see it and and experience it and, you know, go to celebrations there. It's such a cool thing for the community. And I'm so happy that it's there. Yeah. I mean, the motivation, right, is to share our little slice of the, of the world when you were in college, right, and you bring your friends from Fordham down, weren't you like so excited to like you have to come to Rockaway St. Patrick's Day or Oh yeah. You have to come to our you know, our shack party when we're lifeguard, like like Oh yeah. People, people from Rockaway and from that area have have a certain pride or and a certain swag we all do about how proud they are of that community. And and so to have the Rockaway Hotel as like a grounding area where we can share that over, you know overnight where we're able to host friends and family Mm -hmm. and guests from all around the world. It's been the best part of it. You have people who are coming from Galveston, Texas, who are doing a, a, you know, a one night stay because they're flying out to Ireland the next day and they're staying in Rockaway. They fell in love with it and they're back every year. They actually stay at the Rockaway hotel now for three or four days. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, those, those little stories and there's thousands of them. It's pretty awesome. Well, you know, I will say that I've worked in hospitality for a very long time and worked with a lot of different hotels. And when you guys were opening the hotel and I've always said, you know, oh, I grew up in New York. I grew up in Queens. I grew up in Rockaway. And for the longest time, people would be like, where's Rockaway? What is that? And 
I will say in the last several years when I've told people that, you know, where I'm from and where, you know, I grew up and it's resonated. Your name, the Rockaway Hotel, has certainly put the peninsula on the map in a lot of places where otherwise it was just sort of another little sleepy part of New York City that nobody really knew about. So I think it's done a lot for the community and I'm really excited to see where you guys take it. And I'm really excited to see the concert lineup this summer. So keep an eye out on that. Before I let you go, a couple of things I just would love for you to be able to share with our listeners is what kind of advice would you share with someone who's looking to get into hospitality? I mean, you've had every job under the sun in the industry and knowing that you're an entrepreneur at heart, what would you kind of say to somebody or maybe what advice would you give to your own kids if they're looking to start out? Maybe you don't want them to get into the family business or maybe you do. I don't know. It's a great business to get into. What's great about the hospitality business is that you can do every single position and still not know one thing. You won't know it all about hospitality at the end of the day. And so if you're starting out, do every position you can. You can once you're the best bus person, busser, you potentially become the best server. And once you become the best server, you potentially become a a better manager. When you become great at something, the ability, the upward mobility is there. But you have to start somewhere. And usually, whether it's the back of house dishwashing or the front of house as a busser or a runner, that's where you want to start because that's where you're going to see everything. When we open up a restaurant, you'll see me dishwashing. (laughs) When, when we're in the shit, as they call it, like mm-hmm. that's where I'll go because you'll see everything from, from those positions of what's going wrong and what's going right. And you're getting paid for it instead of going to school for it. So if you're interested in being culinary arts, work in a kitchen. Yeah. If you're interested in serving people or if you find yourself always like, I want to help, this is a great opportunity to be in service of other people and know, you know, know thyself before... You really have to love it. Yeah. And because it, it it will challenge you for sure. That's very good advice, Terrence. Thank you so much. Well, I really appreciate the time you spent with us today. And everybody, if you're listening, you're planning a, a trip to New York, you should absolutely stay at the Rockway Hotel, therockwayhotel.com, or check out in good company hospitality.com too for their other full list of venues and lots of restaurants and bars and places to go and things to do. I think you also just opened a new place in Manhattan West, right? O'Toole's? O'Toole's in Hutton Yards, yes. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out when I'm in uh, the city next in June. So I'm um, looking forward to it. But yeah, Terrence, thank you so much. Um, it was great to hear from you. It was great to catch up. And thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.